trying to find a place to stay and then I came to a house where I, I saw lights still on I heard I heard um, people talking and I knocked on the door and, and a lady opened and I asked hello I'm from Germany may sound strange can I maybe sleep tonight uh, here at your, at, your, at your house and she's no 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 of course not I said, okay sorry sorry I just went away 40 meters away and the guy came out of the door he approached me slowly and I thought maybe he's now going to invite me he said how dare you knocking on my door uh, do not ever dare to do that again and he took his hand and hit me in the face and <laughs> just slapped me <laughs> and, and I took the legs in my hand and one was definitely like that I prayed okay in Jesus name I now pray that someone the un, one leg comes out or the other goes back I don't know <laughs> and then after that it was like that it was even so okay I think something changed please set up now imagine stepping into an airplane without money without a phone, without contacts, and then flying all the way from Germany to America. Going out there and you have nothing. The only thing you have is the belief that God will provide for you. This is what a friend of mine did. His name is Josia Lifinski, and yeah, he's, he's a really good friend of mine, and he really believes in God. He really strongly believes in God. So he decided to do this trip and to just trust that God will provide for him for three months, that he, he will spend his time praying for people. He will still spend his time telling people about God and everything else God will provide. And actually he survived. He came back. Now he's in Germany again. And yeah, I invited him to come on my podcast and we talked about this crazy journey, what led him to do this. We also discussed about God because I don't particularly really share uh, his belief. <laughs> so there uh, was also a little discussion in here, but there will definitely be more to come. This was a fascinating story. Guys, enjoy. Oh, by the way, one thing I forgot, he also will tell a few stories of how he was praying for people and healing people. And the crazy thing is, even if I don't believe in God, I believe that this actually happened. Um, the explanation, I don't know. I, I have to think more about this, but I really trust Yuzia. Like he is the last person that would lie. And yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, as I said, enjoy. Well, why did you went to America? Ah, okay. Great question. Um, maybe to to give it a more con a little bit more context, maybe it would make sense to tell a little bit about the story behind it first, and after that I will I will tell you why I <laughs> went to America. Yeah. Okay for you. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yes, finally, eventually, I will tell the story about how I went how I went to America without money, without a phone, without any contacts. So. I went there, had nothing basically, uh, just 90 days later, my return ticket to, to, to Germany and it was completely crazy because of <laughs> course border control didn't want to let me in, but all of that will come later. <laughs> so let me tell you first why I, why, why I want to go there. Um, maybe six years ago, uh, two th uh, 2017, I became Christian and I was baptized and 
I I read the Bible and I sometimes I read some things and I wondered, well, is it is it really true today? Um, are there still miracles today? Are there still can we still pray for people and people will get healed? And when when Jesus tells his disciples, go out and preach the gospel and heal the sick, is it still true today? And I wondered and. And I said, oh, that's, that's just 2,000 years ago, but it's no more for today. And then sometime later, um, I heard from people who actually did these these things in our days today. And they, they, they told me about miracles they had seen. And they told me about how they went out, how they um, preached the gospel, how they actually also did a Luke 10 trip, how they called it, where they had basically nothing, went out and uh, started to share the gospel with other people. So that actually I think amazed me and I thought I thought well that's that's cool um what if I would do that also and and then uh, first time uh yeah first time like I think two years after I came to faith first time God challenged me to do something was when I when I was praying and I had a feeling I should give away 200 euros without knowing for what, like what reason. And I had, to feel, I had the impression when I prayed, God said to me, wait for seven days and then you will know. And I waited for five days, six days, nothing happened. And then on the sixth day, I was walking through the streets in, in Germany and some, some homeless people argued with each other and they pushed each other. And I, I want to stop them and said, hey, come down, calm down, um, it's all right. And they pushed me away and I, I fell to the floor in this moment, I realized all oh, these 200 euros, it's for them, and I should give it to them. And then the next week, I went out, I bought some food for them, I, I gave it all to them, and I shared I shared the food with them. And they were totally happy, and I said, oh, how come you do it? And I said, well, I'm a Christian, and I had a feeling I should do it. And and they also had, one of the guys had pain in the, in the knees. And I asked him, well, do you have pain? I can pray for you. And he said, yes, you can pray for me. And I prayed for him. He said, oh, I feel a tingling in my knee now. My, my knee is like, like the pain is going away. It's like, okay, that's weird. But okay, cool. <laughs> and that was the first time I think uh, I, I experienced, like, um, experienced, I would say a miracle with that, but I wasn't very great. But I, I, something happened when we prayed, definitely, for the guy, as he, as he said. So that was the first time, and then sometime later, when I moved to Berlin, uh, two year, one year later, uh, I prayed, prayed again, and God said to me, "Go to another city. I go to go to a main station of Berlin, but only have have like thirty euros with you, and you don't know where to go, and I will tell you." And I went there, had nothing with me, only some food and only thirty euros, and I, on main station, I, I knew I would have to go to to Cottbus. Did you already live in Berlin? Yes, yeah, at the time, like the first time after 200 euros, I did live here in Marburg. And then after that, I, I moved to Berlin one year later. So I lived in Berlin already for maybe three weeks now. And I was praying and I had this impression to go there. And I, I went to main station, bought a ticket there to Cottbus. But the ticket was uh, 15.20, so I was 40 cents short to come back for the return ticket. Um, so <laughs> I was I was terrified <laughs> when I when I when I got on the train because I said, well, okay, I I now need forty cents. It sounds silly, but uh, 
to me it was kind of fear too. How how would I come back? And I prayed that I I would have the money to come back uh, till till six six p.m. and I would experience five miracles or five healings um, during this day. And when I went there, I prayed for people on the train. I prayed for uh, people there. Some people had had pain in the neck. Some had um, a headache. Um, all of that went away when we, when we prayed and they were all amazed at well, what did you do? I said, yes, I prayed in the name of Jesus. So it was always very short. In the name of Jesus, I prayed this pain to go and the, and the pain just left. Mm, so I experienced this five healings. I was 4 p.m., 5 p.m. And during that time, I'd also wandered, walked through the city for maybe some hours, a couple of hours and nothing happened. So I was kind of getting nervous. How, how, how would I come back to, to Berlin? And then... Um, after maybe maybe five fifteen, I also I prayed for another group, and the lady she was so so touched by the prayer. I I, I prayed for her. She said to me, well, can, "Can I like what can I do for you?" And I said, "Well, nothing. I only if you want to do something, I only need forty cents to go back to Berlin." I said, <laughs> "Okay, yes, I will get it for you." And she went to her friends, and she gave me forty cents, and I had, I had enough money. And I looked. On the watch, it was 5.30 or 5.45. It was really like 50 minutes before 6 p.m. As I, as I had prayed. So I had enough money. I could go back to Berlin. And I was totally yeah, overflowing with joy because all went well, kind of. And at this, at this point, I learned, at least, at least I believe, I could trust my God. When, when he says something, he would also provide. And yes, and then one year later... One question: yeah. How how does it feel when God tells you something? Yeah, that's a good question. Mm. If God tells you you're gonna heal five people and go to Cottbus, or you have to give away two hundred euros, how how does it feel? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, <clears throat> I cannot completely. Um, I think. I think the most easy way to 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 understand it is to experience it. Uh, as far as I experience it, I never uh, know for sure, for 100% sure it's God. I always kind of, there's, there's still this doubt there, maybe it's my own thought. Um, but when I pray, suddenly it feels like, like, like maybe a, yeah, like a Blitzgedanke. What's the Blitzgedanke in English? Flash, like a, yeah. a thought yeah. flash. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, flash of thought, I don't know. Well, this, this thought is coming suddenly uh, without me thinking about it. So there's no there's no conclusion coming to that. It's just there suddenly without thinking about it. Um, so that's maybe how it feels. It also, yeah, that's basically how it feels. And okay. Yeah. So there's there's no no strange voice I hear. There's no there's no um, there's no no music I hear. <laughs> suddenly in the in the, in the yeah. heaven is is open. No, no. It's just a thought in my head. Which is different from my other thoughts, and which sounds like maybe it's impression from God. And how do you know it's God and not your own thoughts? I never know for sure. <laughs> uh, what I know, I read the Bible and I try to to compare it to what I see there, and if it it's fitting to what I read in the Bible, well, and I I can trust it a little bit more and say maybe it's from God or probably it's from God. Um, Bad, there are also bad thoughts coming sometimes, and I know for sure these are not God's thoughts. Uh, for example, you no know, crash the window. I, 
I would say, yeah. So what question? Crashed, crashed the window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's of course not from God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you... It also depends on the content of the thought. Yeah. Like, not only the how it feels. Like, it, it feels somehow different to your other thoughts, mm. but also the content of the thought should, like, somehow match what's in the Bible, and then you're kind of sure. Or True. Yeah. Okay. And, then, and then the last thing, of course, is to try it. Try it out. There's no, no other way. You can never, I think you can, I can never be sure if it's from, if it's from, do not try it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah if you want, you can go on. Yeah, yes. Um, <clears throat> on the point, when we, go, when we come to the story of America, I will also show you one more criteria I have to, to test if it's God's voice. Um, but I can talk about that later. Um, you can, of, of course, also ask God uh, if it's really from him. And sometimes he gives a like more sign. Yeah, yeah, one more sign, or, or it's more evident than afterwards. Uh, because uh, people, for example, talk about it, then suddenly also who you never talk to about it, or uh, you, had a, you have a dream or something like that. Yeah, but I will come to that when I when we talk about okay. America. <laughs> so so to move on. So I was in Cottbus. I had given away th uh, two hundred euros. I had experienced God would somehow bless it, as I've, I've believed. And then on the summer of uh, 21, 2021, I asked a friend, well, let's do a Luke 10 trip now. Uh, we would go for three days without money uh, to another city in Germany, and we would have no, no, no contacts, no place to stay. So we, we would need to find a person where we could sleep. And we would pray, uh, we would pray beforehand so that God could provide us. And Luke 10 is is a part in the Bible where... Great, yeah. true, true, true. <laughs> yeah, it's a part of the Bible. So, so it is a part in the Bible where Luke or, uh, does this and you just do the same. Or, what exactly? I don't know, no, um, explain. Maybe that that's, 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 that's totally makes sense. Maybe we can read it, read it. Is it possible? Yeah, yeah of course. Mm, I have my German Bible here, but I hope I can translate it to English. <clears throat> So, uh, it's a chapter in the Bible where Luke is, uh, is telling the story about Jesus. And in Luke, in chapter 10 of Luke's gospel, um, Jesus is telling his disciples to go out. And I will just read it and then you can see for yourself. <clears throat> so, you can also try to find it in English if you want. Yeah. If this is easier. <laughs> um, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and, go and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, you, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking, whatever they give you. For the, workers, uh, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town, and are welcomed. Eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick, 
who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcome, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Those is number 12? You said 15. Uh, 12, 12, okay. 12, okay. Um, okay, so this is what God, yeah, what Jesus told his disciples. True. So, of course, the question was, is it still for us today? Is it just back in, back in time? Not, not for us today. And, but he's giving some criteria how, how to do a Luke 10 trip. He's saying, go two by two. So ask a friend, um, just find persons of peace, talk to them, and if they don't want to listen to you, just uh, brush the dust off your, off, off your clothes and uh, go to the next town. So, so I asked a friend and I said, well, now let's, let's, let's pray and, and ask, and ask uh, for a city to go. And we both prayed and I heard I had kind of the feeling great Grefrat and he said Leipzig, so we just chose the middle of it, was which was Castle, and <laughs> we chose to go to Castle. So uh, maybe yeah, and then we decided okay, we would go uh, for for three days. We would go there, tramping, with, uh, hitchhiking, hitchhiking, yeah, and then we hitchhiked there. We we were in Castle. We prayed for some people. So you had nothing with you, no nothing. no money, a phone. He had a phone, we had no money, uh, we had nothing else. Yeah. We had also no, no sleeping bag or something like that. Okay, yeah. just your clothes? And just my, just our clothes, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, we prayed of course, and I think we both were kind of afraid where would we stay this night. And then we, we, we in, in Kassel, as we, we, we came there, we went into the city, we prayed for some people, we talked to some people, we... I think we also preached two times on the streets and then it was getting darker and closer to, to midnight. It was like 7 p.m. now, 8 p.m. And we said, okay, from the point of 7 p.m. we would try to find a place to stay. But the person we talked, we had prayed for, for example, who yeah, I think who got, I think it was the very first day where she got healed, uh, where he got healed um, from pain in the neck immediately. Uh, we asked him if we could stay with him, and he said no. Uh, or I will ask my father, and then he asked something, and, and we, we thought we could stay at his house, but he's, in the end he said no. It was very sad. And we also had no nothing to, to eat, so we were kind of hungry. And then it was turning... It was turning maybe 9 p.m., 10 p.m. was getting later, and I think another person had, had invited us to, to buy us some, some dinner, and uh, they they gave us some money and bought us some dinner. So and we had some food, but we had still not no no place to stay. And I was I was saying to God, Jesus, I can totally sleep on the bench now this night. But if I sleep tonight on the bench, I will never I can never trust you again that I would do it again, because I would see okay that's just for. 2000 years ago but it, it's not real today anymore we cannot sleep anywhere and of course um all the people who had warned us were right um it's just stupid to do, to go there and to have nothing 
So I prayed like that and said, geez, I really need something to stay this night. And then it was maybe half past ten now. A guy suddenly approached uh, the, the place where we were standing because he wanted to buy something. It was much too late. And he on his shirt it said, God is love. And I said to myself, okay, I have to talk to this guy. I asked him, hey, how are you doing? What are you doing here? And he said, yeah, I wanted to buy a light, light bulb for, for my wife. Uh, but I see everything's closed already, so I think I will have to go home. And he said, yeah, are you a Christian? I asked him. I said, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, it may, may sound weird. To be, we're doing Luke 10 trip here. Can we maybe sleep at your place this night? And he said, well, I became a father like three days ago. I will have to ask my wife, but I will come back. I will tell you later. <laughs> so he said he would come back in 30 minutes. And I said, okay, yeah, bye. And I... I thought to myself, he will never come back. All these people that are saying, I will come back, they, they're never going to come back. And and we still waited there. And then he did indeed come back after 30 minutes. He had asked his wife. His wife said, well, it's too much here, but you can drive them to our um, house in the garden. They, they, they had a Schreber garden. They had like a small house there where they could, out of town. So he, he drove us there. Um, there was There were two beds with blankets, pillows, everything. He also gave us some food. And then he said, you can stay here as long as you're here for two days. And uh, don't worry, just when you leave, just close the door and everything's fine. So that was, that was awesome, I'd say. That was really a miracle to me because it was much too late for him to buy something. And then he had his shirt on. I would not have talked to him without the shirt. And then indeed he came back and he gave us um, a place to stay. So that really feel, felt like, okay, I can even trust my God with a place to stay where I could, I could sleep. And then we came back and, I, yeah, and we had experienced some other things, uh, but it's, it's sort of another story. Uh, maybe, maybe one thing there, we had prayed for one guy and he, he had pain in his neck, uh, in his back, and then he, and then the next day we met him again, the same guy, and, and we asked him, well, how was your pain? He said, yeah, it came back. And I said, okay, that's sad. I asked him, did you watch pornography this night? I said, yes. I said, well, that's the, that's the reason why the pain came back. And I prayed for him again. The pain went away again. And in this, in this moment, I had a feeling it's maybe another thing. The feeling that it was as it was, something was... That's very weird to, to tell. Uh, <laughs> but it feels like goosebumps over your head, where sometimes when God speaks to me, I have the feeling it's also this, that's the kind of... Um, certification, not certification, but how he how he shows that it's him. <laughs> yeah, yes, kind of, kind of, yeah, yeah. Where I have to feel, it's only a feeling, so I don't know for sure, yeah. But uh, I have to feeling, okay, he's he's giving proof of that. Um, yeah. So then we, so we had prayed for him again, and we had met some other people. And then we went back to to Berlin by by high by high hitchhiking again. Yes. Mm, do you wait a question? Do you think that God is like uh, the the thing with the pornography? Mm -hmm. Like God is like, okay, I'm gonna heal you, but then uh, for me it, it feels so weird. Like, oh no, you watch pornography, so now you're not healed. Mm. Like, no, no. I think he was healed, but the, because, as I also understand um, psychology, the human body is not only the body, and then the spirit is detached from it and it's that's it's a it's a unit usually and 
um, things we do in our in our spirit or to our soul can also of course affect our body. Yeah. So um, for this special guy, I believe, I believe the went away and this the sign because he was totally addicted to pornography um to him was okay well that's that's maybe the the, the underlying problem behind it uh, mm. so because telling him him that in that moment was also very specific felt like yeah like the right direction and that's in that point um so um yeah i believe because he watched it again it can come back okay yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just <laughs> totally detached from it. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Yeah, but because he had, he also shared a story about it a little bit, felt like yeah, maybe that's the right way to go. <clears throat> he was a Muslim guy. He he actually did not only believe he did not not believe in Jesus. Um, that was interesting that he was still addicted to that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so then you. Go to America. Was this your next trip, yeah. or yeah, that's that's our approach now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so in, after all these experiences, I had, I had, gained some, I would say, some experience with God already, and in in summer twenty twenty one, I started to pray bef to God. Well, before my my before university starts, I would like to experience it ad ad adventure. Um, is there maybe an opportunity to experience an adventure with you before I, I go to university? It's, of course, dangerous to pray that because maybe God would, would listen <laughs> here. And I, I guess God had an idea. <clears throat> and I was, I was already thinking about going to America because I wanted to learn about, uh, learn from three persons there. Mm. Three? Yeah, from three. That's not important because in the end I did not go there to, to meet them. So then in October, two months, two months later, I was... Here in the city in, in Marburg where I grew up with my little brother and I we did like some Schnitzeljagd for him because it was his 18th birthday. So some some scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt, yes, yep. yes. And we went through the city and up on the mountain we looked down on the city and suddenly a voice came to my head and said, Go to America, do a Luke 10 trip. And I immediately knew knew what it what it would mean. I would it would mean, it would mean no phone, no contacts, no money at all. And yeah, for three months I had the feeling. So this this was the voice of God again, coming in a special moment without me thinking about it. Suddenly the the thought just came in my mind, and I I was terrified. I said, that's crazy. Well, all these Americans they have guns. They will just shoot me down. <laughs> I'll just die there probably. And and then I I but I had this thought in my, in my mind, and that. That's, I think, also another part of when God speaks. It does not go away so easily. So other thoughts come and go away, but this thought just stayed. And every time in, in Hull's church in, in, in Berlin, when, when I went there again, we prayed, the thought came again and it was saying to me, go to America, go to America. <clears throat> and I was afraid, of course. And then after, I think, one, two, one, one and a half months, I... I asked God again, God, if you want, really want me to go there, would you give me a sign to that that's really you? Because it's so it's really stupid to go there without anything, uh, if it's not God telling you, I would say. Uh, <clears throat> and if I read my Bible, I also read about 
being wise in your in your time and your money so don't just get killed that's also not the way jesus is is telling us so i was praying i said god would you give me maybe a sign a dream where you where you would give proof of that again and in this very night after i had prayed i went to bed and in the night i had a dream where where a woman stood in front of me without a face and she was talking to me in english not even in german she was talking in english to me and she said obviously god is calling you to america and speaks with you about that that was great i never had a dream like that before I, w I woke up and i wrote down i wrote down the dream and i said well it's very specific and it's in english and <laughs> i think maybe it's really god you know i prayed uh all the things i knew from i had heard from psychology i also thought to myself well, maybe it's just my own thoughts now trying to make it make up a dream so i would go i don't know so but i had a feeling okay maybe it was really god I would also ask my leaders in the church and they and if they would approve of it if they approve i would go so i told it to my leaders and they also prayed for me they they asked god and five out of six had a had impression it's okay if i go so um i really went to america so wait, wait the sixth one <laughs> she said you don't you should not go to america <laughs> i was like ah okay that's sad now because now i have five out of six ah. but because the majority was for it i said okay i will go <laughs> and there were some other problems arising uh, because then the other friend who had went with me to castle i think america was a little bit too too much and he said well yeah yeah three months yeah okay america yeah maybe you can go alone yeah so of course in the bible it says go two by two I knew it would be better to go to by two, uh, but I guess it was also a little much. So, um, of course, his first question was, should I go alone? Is it still okay? And then some people questioned me and said, well, why do you take a debit card, a credit card with you and, and to have some money? And I t thought about it and I still had a feeling when I prayed, no, you should really take no money at all and also no contacts. So I booked, I booked a flight finally and... I was going to America on the 9th of August um, 2022, last year, and I only had a return ticket 90 days later, only back where I had a Bible, a uh, notebook, and a pair of socks. That's it, basically. And yeah. nothing else. And that's how I went to America. Yes. And then all of it happened there. Yeah. Do you want to hear about it? I, I would love to hear about it. <laughs> Let me let me see what what. <clears throat> yes, so that's that's the second passage I think out of the Bible where which I would need to read to you because it makes more sense maybe. Um. Say. Uh, it's very short. I can say it. I think. Um. So. In Matthew six, Jesus is telling his disciples also seek first the kingdom of God and. All these other things like food and clothes will be added unto you. So, as I read this passage, I thought to myself, well, that's, that's hard stuff. If that's real, um, it means I should better listen to God and he will provide for everything else. Yeah, so that's how I prayed also. I said, okay, Jesus, I read this Bible. I believe it's true. Please show me it's really true because if not, <laughs> I have no... no, no uh, opportunity to to care for myself there i have i did not even i wasn't even allowed to to work there in america 
So I prayed with that. So in Bible <clears throat> says you just pray for people, but you don't like you don't work. You just like your work is to pray for people. Oh. Or, or, or. Uh, that, yeah, no, no. Um, there are different different passages. Yeah. So there's this Luke 10 passage where we where where, where Jesus says. Can you say what is this passage again? Sorry, Matthew six, Matthew yeah. six, thirty-three. It's just about it's about um, worries. Where Jesus says about don't worry because God will provide. Okay, basically. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So no, basically the Bible is saying you should work for your, for the things okay. you do. Only in special occasions, when for example you're going out preaching the gospel, you should not care about um, making money or providing for yourself. Yeah. But in usual the, the overall standard in the Bible is everyone who doesn't want to work should not eat also. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Only Luke 10 he says the worker is worthy his wages. So he implies it's working when you when you pray for people, when you preach the gospel, when you when you talk with them about Jesus. And he says, Don't worry about these the other things because then God will let will let these to you. Yes. So <clears throat> sense yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> 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 like, oh. <laughs> i understand like yeah no, yeah <clears throat> so yeah in germany it was clear to me i should work to get of course to get yeah. food and all things only because i went to america for the luke 10 trip it was yeah. a special occasion yeah. where where i i should not work like yeah. in in a usual way yeah. to to make money um yeah and the 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 the, 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 the thing is Just in, in general, it, it sounds so crazy, you know. Like sure. this is the part. It's like, does it make sense? Yeah, I understand, but it's like so out of the norm. Sure. So so extremely different from anything else you hear or see in the sure. world. So sure. uh, from that angle, I'm not sure if it makes sense. Sure. <laughs> but but it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, keep sure, sure. keep explaining. I would love to hear more yeah. about uh, America. So. Yeah, let, let me just finish yeah. this point. If you're a Christian, if you're if you're if you're watching or listening, work, please work for your money. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, only if God tells you you can do a Luke Tandrup, or if you really have to feeling, then please, it's okay. But usually you should work. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I went there to America. I had for only like it was only for this three months time span, and I knew I would come back to to Germany. Hopefully, I had my return ticket. Um, but I really had nothing else. So I went there, um, Border Patrol, they, they asked me, okay, so you're here in America now, so how much money do you have? Nothing. Ah, oh, okay, great. Okay, where are you going to stay tonight? You don't know. <laughs> do you have any contacts here? No. Okay, what are you doing here? I told them, I do a Luke 10 trip, I want to share the gospel of Jesus. I said, uh -huh. come with me, please. <laughs> and then they, they led me into another room where all other people were sitting also. And there were people who had no passport and all th I had everything, but I had no money. So they, they questioned me again what I was what I was doing there and they searched my bag and they, they asked me why I'm here. I told them the same story again and I was sitting there for one hour, for two hours, was getting like after 10 p.m., 11 p.m., midnight nearly. And they also, they said to each other already, like, if nothing happens now, he, you have to go back to Germany. Um, like, immediately, you have no, nothing. And then one guy <clears throat> called me over and he said, well, I've talked to my boss. 
I really don't know how. Maybe it's God. Greg, you can come in. And he gave me the stamp and I was in the country. It's basically nothing. I was in there, out of the airport, had no clue where I am actually. Yeah, 12 p.m. like 12, midnight. 12, 12 a.m. midnight, exactly. A.m.? Uh, I think. Like, I think like midnight or on the day? No, no, it was uh, midnight. Okay. Midnight, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and then. And then. Um, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, and then I was there, exactly. And. Um, it was midnight. Uh, it was very warm. It was in it was it's summer, so it was okay. And I was I was walking through the city. I had no clue where I am in, in Newark, New Jersey. I actually thought it's a, it's an airport of New York City. So I actually thought I would I was landing in New York City. It's it's indeed an airport of New York, but as I found out later, it's a suburb of New York, kind of. And you would have to go over the you would take the train to New York City. So I was not even in New York City. I was in Newark, which sounds. It's kind of similar, but it's definitely not New York City, and <clears throat> it's in New Jersey. I was there walking through the city and yeah, uh, trying to find a place to stay, and then I came to a house where I I saw lights still on. I heard I heard um, people talking, and I knocked on the door, and, and a lady opened, and I asked, "Hello, I'm from Germany. May sound strange, can I maybe sleep tonight?" Uh, he, had just, he had just at your house. She says, no, 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 of course not. He says, okay, sorry, sorry. I just went away, 40 meters away. And then the guy came out of the door. He approached me slowly. And I thought, maybe he's now going to invite me. <clears throat> and he said, uh, I was standing in front of me, he said, how dare you knocking on my door? Uh, do not ever dare to do that again. And he took his hand and hit me in the face. Like, just slapped me. <laughs> right, Welcome to America. Welcome to America. <laughs> I was totally shocked, of course. <laughs> Never had experienced something like that on the streets anywhere before. And I thought to myself, well, okay, that's, that's, okay, that's America. So I, I left and I found nothing to stay this night. And I looked for a forsaken factory building uh, where the where the roof was where it was um, destroyed already, and where nothing nothing was left except for like a bench maybe, and I I laid down on the bench there. Every hour I woke up again because the train went by so loudly, and and five a.m. in the morning a guy came in, um, sat down thirty meters away, opened his arm to inject some drugs. And I was <laughs> I was saying to myself, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> Took my bag, and went out. I was totally at the I think it was one of the worst days in my life. Um because all all the dangers, all the things that I had in like I had envisioned myself which which could be very bad or all the things people had warned me of came true. I had no place to stay, I had no money at all, um I had no food. And I was I was seeing myself already like Searching for for food in the trash cans or something like that, and I was horrible, because of course I had this, like, especially because I had a feeling God had called me over, and now I'm totally forsaken. Did God forget me? I was <clears throat> near to crying, <clears throat> and I was walking through the city, city through the streets, sat down in the park, read some Bible, and I I I think in my heart I nearly gave up. I said. 
okay, if I do not have anything till this night, I will go back to the airport and I will somehow try to to get my get a refund for my ticket or something like that and I will take another flight, like a, an earlier flight out of out of America. Which is not re really possible because you would need like a hundred more dollars or fifty more dollars to 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 like to to upgrade your flight kind of <laughs> to go earlier. <clears throat> but I had no money, so it's not not that not that easy. So I would ha need to beg for money or something like that. <clears throat> it was horrible, really one of the worst days of my life. And uh, when I walked down the city, I I I saw I envisioned myself going back to Germany and how all people would say, "Yeah, Josia, look, we told you so. You're just stupid." Said <laughs> so to myself, "Yes, they were all right. They were all all right." Um. Yeah, and as as I, I walked there down the street, I had a feeling God was uh, speaking to me. Josiah, you'd still be my child. I think that that really struck me in the moment, because usually I sometimes I know from my past, I I define myself about the things I do sometimes. Um, it really struck me that God would say, Josiah, you're just my child, you know? You're just my child. Um, it's not because of the things you do, it's just because I love you. So that, that encouraged me a little bit and lifted up my spirit. And then I, I walked down the street uh, some more time. And at the end of the street, uh, I, I, I came to, to a restaurant and there the, the owners were standing outside of it. And I walked past it and I said to myself, well, I can also pray for him because I had prayed for several other peoples already, but nothing happened. And <clears throat> I asked him, can I pray for you? Because I'm in a city and I, I want to, to share the gospel with other people. And I experienced also that, that something good is happening. And he said, no, no, you don't have to pray for me, but I will pray for you. And he laid his hand on my head and my shoulder and he started praying for me in Spanish. I did not understand anything. <laughs> he prayed for three minutes, five, four minutes, five minutes. It was so long. I said, "Actually, Amen." That he still got, he still went praying, and he prayed even more. <clears throat> so I was like getting nervous. It was like, "Okay, I want to go on now." <clears throat> but then he said, "Well, what are you doing here?" After he finally finished, and so well, I'm doing a Luke ten trip. I try to tell people about Jesus, and I had a feeling God told me to come here. I said, "Okay, interesting. Come in." And he invited me, and he gave me some food, and then he asked me, "So where did you sleep tonight?" On the streets. So oh, yeah, interesting. Okay. <laughs> so he, he asked a lady uh, in translation. She, she was very good in uh, in translation at, at translation. So she translated from English to Spanish what I was doing there. And after that, he said, "Okay, okay." And uh, after two hours, I think he said, "Well, okay, you can stay with me." And. Uh, I would not know at that at that point what it would mean, but in the end, I could stay with him for three months. Uh, he would give me food every day. I could eat chicken, beans, and rice every day for free there, because it was his own restaurant and he had enough food. And he also was a pastor of of a local church there, so he had a, had a church, had his own church there. So I could also go to church every Wednesday and Sunday. Um, they had church, so that was I think. To me, the biggest miracle in itself already. Uh, <clears throat> because to find a person on the second on the like on the second real day there, 
uh, who's open to invite me and that I could stay with him for three months um, without me without knowing me like I could be anyone yeah <clears throat> and then from that um, everything else started so and that from that from that point on I I started to to reach out to other people in the city also so I was I would stay in this in the city in Newark and then I every day I was out on the streets I talked to people when people had any pain <clears throat> uh, I would ask them if, if I uh, if I could pray for them because I had experienced healing and I also started to preach and maybe I can share some stories about that <laughs> so on the fourth day I was going through through the through the city and I was coming to a bus stop and there ladies said um, said and she was she was homeless and she had pain in her in her elbow she couldn't really move it and then I said to her well I can pray for you if you want and she said yes yeah, sure pray for me please and I very quickly again prayed for her in Jesus name I prayed the pain to go away and then she moved her elbow and she started to cry I said what did you do because <laughs> the pain somehow went away I guess <clears throat> and she could move her elbow again and um, that was cool uh, <laughs> then I was walking through the city on the 10th day uh, I, met a, I met a lady uh, who, who was definitely well, I can show it maybe who was having very like, high trouble to, to walk even and she was limping she always uh, took a leg like that and behind, behind her and she couldn't really move mm -hmm. <clears throat> and she she just seemed terrible I uh, asked her, and she was near to, uh, I think, to, to to fall down. And I asked her, "It seems you're very uh, weak. Can I pray for you?" And she said, "Yeah, please pray for me." Um, talked a little bit what I would pray, and she said, "Okay, yeah, in the name of Jesus, it's okay." So I prayed for her, <clears throat> for a leg, and she said, "Okay, well, uh, it's better now. Here, now pray for the other leg also, please." <laughs> so I prayed for the other leg also. I got better there also. She got more strength. So I prayed, I think, two times for both legs. And then she had definitely more strength to go, and we we exchanged contacts. And she said, "Let's let's meet again next." Oh, I think I think of I said, "Well, what if we meet uh, next week again?" And we 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 set a date, and then we said goodbye. And I met her again uh, one week later, and I I said to her, "Lulu was her name. She was from China, sixty years old." And said, "Lulu." Um, I see you still have pain, and she said yes. Always when I do the work in the house, I have pain in my neck and my my arms hurt also. So we prayed for that also. And her neck, the pain in her neck went away, and <clears throat> set a date for another, for like one week later again, another appointment, and then we met again, and and I, I said Lulu, I see you're still not really walking. Sometimes it's wrong in your leg. Is your leg shorter than your leg? I said yes. It's from my childhood. Already, my one leg is one centimeter or something that shorter than the other leg. And I said, Lulu, I believe in Jesus. Jesus can heal that also. So, what if you pray about it? And then <clears throat> she showed me her legs, and one leg was maybe short like that. So you could really see it when you when you take it in your hands. I said okay, let's let's pray for that. And I, and I took the legs in my hand, and one was definitely like that. I prayed, okay, in Jesus' name, I now pray that someone, the un, one leg comes out or the other goes back, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, it was like, that it was even. 
So, okay, I think something changed. Please stand up now. <coughs> and then she stood up. She, she walked around a little bit. She said, yeah, something feels different. I said, yeah, I believe that too. And two weeks later, she, she told me the first time in her life she had, she had taken a shower and both of her heels had touched the ground completely um, for the first time in her life. And <clears throat> that was really cool. I think that was really amazing to me. Uh, I was okay now. The power of God is, is really moving. I, I believe, uh, <clears throat> and I could not. I this I could not explain with like placebo or something like that. It's, it's placebo, more like, yes. Uh, it's it's it seems really really real. <clears throat> mm. So I, 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 we, <laughs> I have a question. It's so you know. Yeah, we know each other really long, and yeah. I know that you are not lying I, i really trust you and for me it sounds so weird when you tell me stuff like this it's like um my, my brain is trying to like okay that there's probably like some explanation like okay. some uh, uh like because of like psychosomatic stuff or yeah. something I, i don't know um like that, that this is not really happened but it just like yeah. uh, feels like it or something um Because why, why do you think would God uh, decide like, okay, now Uzziah's praying for her and now I'm going to heal her, but like, but not do other miracles. Like why, why is God not like uh, making, like saving uh, children that are like, uh, I don't mm. know, that, that are hungry, like just mm. like randomly, why, why is God like deciding, okay, uh, yeah, in, in this situation I'm, I'm going to help you and in another situation I'm not. And he's also not like, like if, he, if he just like heals people like this, so you can like really see how one like it's longer than the other one. Mm. Why is God not like just coming out of like the sky is like, hey guys, I'm here. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you can do this, then you can also do the other thing. Like, uh, why, why are, like sometimes a miracle, sometimes not. Mm. Do you have like any idea about? Mm. Uh, it's just it's a really hard question, I think, yeah. Mm. It may sound strange, because God loves us. Um, <clears throat> and there's some more after that, but that's all the topic about free will. I think it's complete. Yeah, it's also another great, another great topic. Uh, so I, I, as as I see the God in the Bible, I I see a God who's very personal, who's also very emotional, and who 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 can who can get hurt also by people, and who can feel like oh these are people these people are really hurting me. Who can also laugh deeply. Who can also forgive, um, probably. No, probably he can forgive more than any other person on on this world, I guess, and and but a deeply personal, emotional, um, close God, and as I experience this God, this God also does not always um, want to get his emotions hurt. I think if 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 you would give some something very precious, um, maybe your dear, most dear child. To, to another person, you would not give it to a complete stranger because <clears throat> what would they do to it? They might kill it. They might destroy it. So you would give it only to, to person you can persons you can trust. So that's sometimes that's one explanation that's definitely not satisfying. Um, sometimes that's the way I see it. But I also see, and that's I think even the biggest hope I have 
2,000 years ago, this god really came down and he showed himself on this earth. Uh, he came down in, in, in his son, Jesus Christ, and he was living here. He did miracles, he preached, and then in the end he, he died on a cross. So he, he basically paid a price as, as if you owe $1,000 to, to, to a bank and uh, you have no money, somebody else gives you a check where it says 1,000 euros, as $1,000, you could give the, this check to the bank, and but it's not really you who who has paid, it's another person who paid for you, and it's the same what Jesus did for us on the cross. So I believe God came down. He he really died on the cross, he rose again, and he showed himself to persons and from it on. Mm, yeah. Two points. Like, one... Uh... Oh, okay, so so if if <laughs> why if God's like Almighty or something, yeah. why does He have to send down like why why do you have why does He have to send like Jesus to pay for something if He can just like He can just make the rules He can just like True. if it's God then He could just say yeah there is no sin why why is like this sounds like like sin is more uh like bigger or stronger than God mm. and God has to like somehow sacrifice something to mm. to to be like this and mm. uh this is like this is one thing and the other thing uh, about the emotional emotional god mm. uh I, I, this sounds so like I, I feel like we humans we have like the emotions and everything they can uh, is is god as it sounds so much like God is a person. Like God is like, mm, like, like, definitely. if God is like full of like the the way you describe it, like full of emotions. He can get hurt. He can. Def it sounds like it's like really like a guy sitting in in the sky. <laughs> he's like, like super powerful, but he's also not like really almighty because he has to like sacrifice his son. And sometimes he can help or heal, and sometimes he does not. And it it, it sounds so weird. It's not like. Mm. A, it's like like different, true. Uh, yeah, it's different from like an almighty, not understandable being. Mm. Uh, this kind of clashes with, with this guy full of emotion or mm. girl. I don't know, like full of emotion, <laughs> <laughs> true, yeah. full of emotion, sitting in the sky and sometimes healing someone, sometimes yeah. getting hurt, and sometimes uh, not healing someone. Uh, mm. uh, what do you think about this? I think. What I believe so far is, in the end, God is all-powerful and Almighty hit. I believe in eternal judgment, of course, so one day all people will stand in front of God and He will judge all of them according to the works. Um, and if a person does not believe in Jesus, I think they, God will punish that. Um, because we all did things that are not according to God's will. So yes, this God is deeply emotional, but He gives... I think in this world where we do not see God so often, I guess, um, it's because he gives us free will to choose if we want to live with him or against him. And uh, that's, I think, because he loves us. And when, when, <coughs> oh, this is like something we discussed a lot already. <coughs> about. So uh, I think, oh, why... Uh, 
what what would the deep will be lost if he would be like hey i'm god uh, i exist like why does he have to be like like sneaky and like ah oh, yeah for some people i show myself for other people i don't like oh you have to believe in me but you don't really have evidence but sometimes i give you a little bit of evidence mm -hmm. but sometimes not and like for some people i give pretty good evidence for other mm -hmm. people for, for some people i heal them so they have like the super evidence, evidence and other people i don't so they have no evidence and um And in the end, it's because he loves us, and he, and and the worst thing, then he punishes the people that don't mm. believe in him, which I think is like, in the, if you really love us as God, mm. why do you make us if you punish us in the end? Like it's mm. like, uh, I, okay, this is not like a Korean argument. I just mm. brought it's like just all my critique. <laughs> it's like, true, true. I, just, I just dumped all my critique <laughs> on, on, on you because this is like this is the point I'm, I'm really struggling with because true, true. I, I like. I think it's crazy to talk to you. I, I see that you have like a fire inside of you, like you you are burning for Jesus. You uh, and I, I see that your life is good. That you you are happy with this, and it's like it's like you. Uh, yeah. it, it's not that I I see you and think like oh I, I, I never want to be like this because mm. it's like mm. it's it's impressive. You have like such deep trust. You have something that gives you purpose in your life, which is mm. like super amazing. Everything, but. Like because of the stuff I just yeah. <laughs> true, said, true. it's like I, I even if I trust you that you say the truth that you really experience miracles that you really healed this person, I, I think like my brain is thinking like okay there must be some explanation for it, uh -huh. but it's not the God that you are explaining because there are those contradictions which can't which I can't understand like uh -huh. yeah. Um, <laughs> this, 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 this is not everything. This is not even a question. It's just, it's it's, it's just my opinion, uh, or my my no, not my opinion, but my thoughts. my thoughts on this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you True. want to say something to it? <coughs> True. Um, I mean, you know the picture already, also. So why, yeah, so basically the, the thing behind is why is, why is a loving God not only allowing evil things to happen, but also yeah. punishing people in the end yeah. for a world they live in, <clears throat> he created, so it's like his mistake, his fault, Yeah. and why is he still punishing people for that? Yeah, yeah. this is like my it's, uh, it's, biggest uh, yeah. critique. <clears throat> True. Um... As far as I understand it, uh, well, yeah, let me start with that. Maybe God is love, with his concept, uh, God is love. That's actually one of the few things he says about himself as a, as a norm that he's love in the Bible. And that means that he would also give us the freedom to choose to say no, because love is always giving the freedom to say no. If, if, If I had a girlfriend and I would want to marry her and I point a pistol at her at her head and say, do you want to marry me? And she would say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's not really love. It's just a fear of, of, um, of the pistol. Uh, wait, wait, there's a difference. <clears throat> and you also don't, you, you can stand in front of your girlfriend and you're like, yeah, do, do you want to marry me? I give you a free choice. But if you say no, then I'm going to punish you totally. Like, it's, it's like, this is, there is some kind of a pistol on our head. Like, if God True. exists and he really punishes people that don't believe him, then this is like the, 
Super pistol. It's like it's much worse than. Like let, let me finish a bit. Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so if I point a pistol to my girlfriend, of course that's not really love. It's it's just that it's that it's not her choice. It's she's more than more than more roboter then, and I think that's what God chose so far in this universe that He said, "I entrust uh, these people with as moral angel a, uh, agents. They have their own choice to make if they want to say yes or no." The consequence of that they can of that they cannot choose. They can only say yes or no. Um, they cannot choose the full consequences of that. So, meaning, um, people have free free choice to say yes to God. What would that mean? They would also have fellowship with God eternally. God is love. God is peace. God is joy forever. Um, God is light. And the Bible describes the place where all this is not for eternity as hell because there's no love. There's no peace, there's no joy, there's no light um, for eternity. That's the place the Bible calls hell. So, C.S. Lewis says the the gates of hell are not closed from the outside, they're closed from the inside because people do not want to get out, they do not want to to repent, they do not want to turn to God, they maybe there's um, there's regret without repentance. So they're like, oh, this is so bad here. But it's no repentance there. Yes, I want to come back to God. They say, no, it's just bad here. Um, I think that's a sad truth about hell, that it's it's closed from the inside. And where where God is not for eternity, well, it's, it's a place where hell is, where no love, no joy, no, no peace is for eternity. Yeah, so it's more like the consequence of our choice, um, which we cannot choose in the end. <clears throat> we can we, choose a choice, but we cannot yeah. choose the consequences. <clears throat> we cannot... But if if it's like this, like I also thought about this picture. Like mm-hmm. if if God, if, if we go to hell like from our own will, like mm-hmm. God is not like <coughs> I, I don't, like God is not really judging, but he's like like we are choosing to go to hell mm-hmm. or <laughs> going with God. And the people that go to hell uh, go there out of like bitterness or something mm-hmm. or. Um, why would yeah, and in that case I would say like okay it's still kind of if it's like really that bad then God could also just be like okay even you people that don't uh, that didn't decide to go with me I can at least end the existence of mm-hmm. <laughs> like so so they don't have to suffer internally yeah. because I, I don't think anybody should suffer internally because it's like even like the worst people you can think of like uh, I don't know murderer rapists I don't know mm. I, I even would say they shouldn't suffer internally just like if like just lights out or something mm. it's it's better than than suffering internally I, I think this, this sounds so cruel mm. of a god that mm. does this and I yeah True. don't you can't you imagine that this is like something that was like that there is maybe let's say maybe there's some kind of God mm-hmm. and uh, maybe uh, in the Bible or in the religions it kind of reflects him but mm. can't you imagine that this is like kind of sprinkled in by humans over mm. the time that they're like oh if you don't believe in God then you're in hell so mm. <laughs> you all have to believe in God uh, mm. no <laughs> okay. <What? laughs> uh, 
<laughs> true. Yeah. I can imagine that. But for the Bible, I, I'd say it's not true. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's another topic. We can talk about it later, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, 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 how the Bible de developed. Um, because so many prophecies, for example, in the Bible are fulfilled um, already in the Bible and some are still to come. So um, the, 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 the Gospels um, who tell the story of Jesus are the I read a book recently about it, are the, are one of the best um best historic uh documents we have of this ancient time and there's if we would say well this is not true then we would have to throw every single event in ancient history in a trash can because they are much less documented than than this this uh this this um thing about this Jesus of Nazareth who rose up from the dead um, for example, the empty tomb. For example, the the change the life, the changed life of the disciples. For example, the that women were the first people who who saw the tomb, and it was written down like that in the in the in the story. All these are arguments that you if you if you look very closely to them as 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 in historian work, you could see well, there's no event in ancient history that's better reported than. We also had a discussion about this, yeah. I think, because <laughs> okay. Well, and, and yeah. well, the question was: um, Is it very, very cruel? True. People could have, of course, every document could have been made up of humans. Yeah, yeah. Um, in this specific case, I would say it's not only it's it's humans who read who wrote it down under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So God was directing them to to write down the things, and it was also Jesus himself saying these things about hell, for example. So, I believe that yeah, they don't did not make up. It's also as I if I would love my child, of course I would also warn warn him of the consequences that the actions would have if they would choose against the things I would say concerning the the, the concept of hell. Um, I think the choices we do here have eternal consequences for our life, uh, not for only life but for eternity. So yes, as a god, I would also be interested in my children knowing that. <clears throat> how the actions um, lead to certain consequences in the end. But it's not like we really know. It's just like one book of one religion. Like it's not that like everybody wakes up and <clears throat> has like the Bible in front of them and is like, okay, this is the manual for life. Like this is true. There are so many like the Bible is not the only book that tells us how to live life, and <laughs> it's like um, it's not clear. It's like, it's not like, it, <laughs> yeah, of course, those are rules. Uh, and But it's not like, like we all know that those are the rules that really govern life. It's like, you have to believe it. And, <sighs> True. I, I <laughs> True. There's a one verse in the Bible that says, Seek and you shall find, uh, ask and it shall be given to you, knock and it shall be opened. Um, I think there's also this pursuit of truth, which is necessary to to. To experience this knowledge, or to experience the um, this this God, I think, um, as I said, as I pointed out earlier, it's an emotional God. He does not force us to believe in Him, so we can search for Him in our own ways. Um, but I think I would I would make the point in um, separation to every other religion, um, Christianity is the only one that says you can't do it on your own. Every other religion so far as I know, says you just have to work 
your way up to heaven and then you finally reach the door and you will grant it will be granted every everlasting life but Christianity as far as I understood it, is the only one that says you humans you really cannot do it alone <laughs> let me help you and God comes down come, comes down sacrifices himself so that we have free 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 entrance to him so that's that's a difference I think and you can also you could also talk about the numbers we have now Christianity you could talk about miracles um, the numbers course, <clears throat> I mean because Christianity is very big yeah, yeah. obviously um, so <clears throat> Could take that as an argument. Maybe there's something behind it, but also Islam is very big. Also, so um, you could talk about miracles that still happen today. Mm. You could talk about the Bible, how it developed, yeah, and because of course there yeah, are other other books, but none of these books claims that their author um, came on for himself from heaven, was dead, and rose up from the dead. Are you sure that there are no? I I believe that there are probably other religions where also like <clears throat> resurrections and stuff happened, but never in the flesh. Spiritually, yes, maybe. Um, but I think so far I don't know many religions where they preach like that. That one person really came back from death in a real person, like not as a vision, but as a real person you could touch like that. Yeah. Okay, I don't know enough about it too. Uh, I, I think I heard like a podcast like a few days ago, and there there was a guy that was like, ah yeah, like in Christianity they have like uh, the resurrection, and it's like the the story this was not is nothing special for Christianity. Like there were a lot of religions at that time that all had like this myth, and uh, and they were all like mixing into each other, and in the end this mm. myth came out. But I don't know enough, so I like I, I would not. <laughs> Claim that this is I'm not an expert on this, but uh, yeah. What you could also say is, is the change I see in my life. Yeah. Uh, change I could I could give I could probably bring you a hundred persons yeah. who were deep in drugs, alcoholism, everything, and where Jesus completely changed their life. They have jobs now. They have com whole families now. They have um, children who trust them, and I think I see no other thing changing people so deeply um, than this love of Jesus Christ. I don't know if atheism, for example, ever produced people from being completely in drugs, um, bringing them out of them, having complete families now, and being re-entered into life as a whole person. Maybe not through atheism, but I believe that also for atheists this happened. Like, Bring me a hundred. Bring me a hundred, yes. <laughs> don't believe in God and we're like drug addicted and now not no, no, anymore. No. That's not what I'm saying. Or, but I believe um, I see so deep change. Yeah. And in my life, for example, of course, forgiving is, an, is a universal concept, but I think forgiveness is so important. And um, I, see, I see the most satisfied, the most deeply... Um, most peaceful life, I'd say the best life you could have is with Jesus. Um, of course, not without persecution, but the best life possible is probably... Yeah, wait, what is persecution? Yeah. Uh, persecution is when other people hate you for the things you do and they start trying to uh, um, persecute, like offend you or maybe kill you. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. 
Okay. If you want to do it, like, how about you just... Continue my story, continue, sure. Continue story. <laughs> uh, this is the topic uh, I would can make. Uh, yeah, uh, just yeah. continue your story. Let's we'll do another episode about, about that. Yeah, true, true. Uh, so I was there. I was experienced. I believe I experienced this miracle where leg got longer, and she told me after uh, two weeks later she she had took a shower for the first time in her whole life with both heels touching the ground, and. I think after that something changed and we really got friends. <clears throat> um I mean she was 60 years old, Chinese and her her husband worked every day um stairs. So we had some time and we we prayed together. <clears throat> we sometimes read the Bible. She was Christian uh, also already and and uh she really got a friend. Yeah, she 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 gave me some shirts for example to wear. Um so I had some more clothes. She invited me to go to New York City, or she said we could go there and watch a movie there. Um, and I experienced some something else there. For example, uh, <clears throat> that's cool. I experienced some cool stuff there <laughs> with money. I I really love the stories about money because they they're so beautiful. Uh, so I had, about I had, what about uh, about money? Um, because I I think really that's a, that's a topic. It's so important for for people here in Germany also. Uh, <clears throat> so I had I had no money and then. I think in the first three weeks, one person uh, gifted to me twenty dollars. So I had twenty dollars now. I could buy some things. I we did not need any money. So the first twenty dollars, for example, I found twenty dollars on the street. I just gave it to Francesco because I don't need it. Francesco was the guy I was staying with mm-hmm. um, in the restaurant, the owner of the restaurant. And I just gave it to him because, and he said, "Well, don't you need it?" I said, "No, I have everything. I, you can have the money I found." And then. Later on, I got uh, money as a gift, and I said, okay, well, I will keep it now, and I bought, I think, a piece of bread, because every every day, um, rice, chicken, and beans was also a little bit much, much, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I still had enough money, and then Lulu invited me to New York, and I, I knew I knew the ticket to New York would cost $11, uh, so I had $16 left, and I was walking from the library to through the park, and I was approaching a homeless I, he was approaching me. I don't know. He was sitting in a wheelchair, and I, I said, "Okay, I could ask him. For, uh, I could pray for him also that he can walk again." Uh, and I asked him, uh, "Can I pray for you that he can walk and walk again?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah, pray for me." And I prayed for him, <laughs> and then and he said, "Do you have some money?" I said, ah, "Okay, that's that's how it goes." Okay, um, <clears throat> I said, "Yes, I also have some money." Yeah, I I would like to buy some chicken. Could you give me some chicken? Uh, yeah, yeah, I need the money for for New York, but yes, you can have some. And I handed him five dollars. So I had still enough, $11 to go to New York. And then he said, well, but the chicken costs $7. Could you give me $7? <laughs> oh, I needed money for New York. And he said, no, no, they will let you in. They will let you in. Just give me more money. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave him one more dollar. So I had a 10 bucks, like $10 note in my one hand. And he had the $6 now. And I said, I need one more dollar. I need one more dollar to buy chicken. Why don't you give me like $7 and you can... And I made the worst exchange of my whole life. I gave him the ten bucks and took the six six bucks left uh, uh, back. And then he had the ten bucks. He was happy and he went away. And uh, I had the six bucks and I had not enough to go to New York. And I knew in four days we would go to New York. Wait, wait about was it was work walk again or something? No, no, no. no he was okay. just in the wheelchair. He didn't even try to to to. He just wanted money, I think, in the end. Okay. Um, he just let me pray for him because he wanted to 
Talk, then talk to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I hope one day I will also um, see people rising from the wheelchair. But we can talk then, then about that in 10 yeah, years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, so he had the money, he was, he was happy, he went away. And I started praying, because in, in Proverbs it says, um, he who lends to the poor people, he lends to the Lord, and the Lord will restore what you've given. And with this verse in, in Proverbs, I, I started praying, I said, God, so I know you see uh, I have not enough money to go to, go to New York. And it would be so embarrassing to ask Lulu if she could buy me a ticket. So please, could you give me five more dollars that I have enough money to, to go to New York? And, I, and talk to nobody about it, to not a single person. I just had it between me and God. And every, every day I prayed uh, for that, maybe one, two minutes. <clears throat> and then three days later, I was out on the streets with Teresa. Teresa was another person who was preaching there on the streets, and we were. She was translating um, my preaching, and then after that, she wanted. Wait, you've been preaching in German? Um, no, in, in English, but she translated to Spanish, so the Spanish-speaking community could understand also. Um, I could t share about that later also, and so she she was saying goodbye, and then she suddenly stops at. You see, do you need something? Here, five dollars. And she handed me over five dollars, just randomly. She did not give me ten dollars, she didn't give me one dollar, she gave me five dollars. <laughs> so I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, that was so beautiful to see because in this moment I, I learned God really hears my prayers. Um, I did not talk to anyone. I had it just in time before, one day before we went to New York, I had enough money. So I had eleven dollars, and I think in my mind, I don't know if I really jumped up, but I said yes, <laughs> I got it, and that was really cool. That was cool to experience because if I had not given the the seven dollars, uh, the ten dollars to the homeless guy, I would not, not have experienced that. So that was cool with money also to experience it. If you're a Christian, I would really encourage you to do that also. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, yes, so that was cool with money, for example, that I experienced. And we went to New York, uh, we watched the movie there, we came back, and. In the time, after three weeks maybe, I also started to, to preach because it says we'll preach or heal the sick and, and talk about Jesus. So I took a crate, I think it's how you call that, a little box, I stood upon it on the bus stop and I started preaching. And I said to myself, I want to do it at least once a day. So I preached for maybe two to five minutes. What would I preaching? I would say, I would say something like, Uh, hello, people of America, uh, <clears throat> of Newark. Uh, and I would share something about Jesus and that yes. he was like that he was crucified, he rose up again from the dead, and that that you can experience him. And um, then I had some talks with him. I don't know something like that. <coughs> and so, um, soon I also started. Well, I would like to do something with young people because I've I met some some people there on the streets, but most of them were very older than me, so like maybe forty or sixty years old. I'm twenty one. I'm very very young, so I prayed maybe I could do something with young people also. And then I found out <clears throat> that every every day at three thirty p.m., all the students come out of school, so all the teenagers from from fifteen till twenty one, they're standing there at the bus stop. And they're waiting there for the bus, maybe for 20 to 30 minutes. So plenty of time to preach, 
plenty of time to talk to people. <clears throat> so I would take my crate, go there, stand up there, preach for five minutes, and step down and say, so what are you thinking about it? And then I could talk to people. And then I asked one guy, what do you think about it? And he said, I don't care about it, but you can ask Price. And he pointed to Price, Price is like two meters high, a black guy, glasses, 16 years old, totally awesome guy. I asked him, so you believe in Jesus? He said, yes, actually I started to believe in him maybe half a year ago because my girlfriend uh, encouraged me to, to, do, to do that. And so now I'm praying. I also evangelized two of my friends already and they also start to believe in Jesus now. And we're really growing in Christ. I said, cool, that's so awesome. Um, <clears throat> let's meet them. And then we met one week later on a Friday. Uh, and I shared with them what, what we do in Berlin a little bit. I shared with them about house churches. So house churches, like this concept, when you, when you meet on, in church, sometimes it feels like, well, all the people are there, you just go there, you have a service, you go back home, you never talk to anyone, and you know what are, what, what are there, all these about all these people about. And in host church, we eat together, we share together what, what we're all about, all, uh, what's, what's up to us. And then we, we read the Bible, we try to really see how can we implement this, what Jesus is saying, into our lives. Uh, what does it mean on, in school? What does it mean in university? Um, they are awesome people. Um, and because with 500 people it's very difficult to do, we do it with 10 people in, in, in somebody's house. So I shared with them about that and <clears throat> we, we said, okay, let's, let's meet every, every week and let's talk a little bit. <clears throat> we prayed together for, yeah. for their classmates. Mm. And then I started to, to ask him, so you're following Jesus now and the Bible read about baptism also. Are you baptized? And one guy said, oh, I'm not really baptized. Said I asked him, "Well, do you want to get baptized?" <clears throat> and he said, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> and I explained to him why baptism is important. I explained to him what it means that it's also like, like this, the resurrection, also with the uh, out of the water, and it's starting a new life with Jesus. And he said, "Yes, actually, I want to do it." And we read a chapter in the Bible, Luke fourteen, where Jesus asked Jesus, "Whoever does not eat his father, mother," House, wife, children, everything. He's not worthy. He cannot be my disciple. And I asked him, "Well, it's very hard words. So, what, what do you, what do you think they mean?" And he said, "Well, whew, hating my my father, my mother, but it's not really what Jesus wants. I, th I think. Uh, but why is it saying that? Well, because it's he he wants to stress the point that the love to him should be more important than anything else in 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 your life. So I asked him. So, if Jesus asks you to give away your money and I don't know, donate 1,000 euros, would you do it? Yeah, be hard, I would do it. Or if he's, he asked you to leave your girlfriend and go to Africa, would you do it? Yes, I would do it. And <clears throat> so I think after this talk, I had a feeling, I think he's ready. He, he definitely understood what it means to follow Jesus. And what I, what I found later, actually the talk um, must have... have Encouraged him so much after that he, he deleted all his computer games and he started <laughs> he stopped playing games on computer because he said I cannot waste my time anymore. <laughs> it was funny, and um, so I I we needed to find find a pool. The river was totally polluted. We could not baptize anyone in there. So I prayed to find a pool. Uh, I asked Teresa, the other the other lady who was preaching on the street, and she advised me to go to another person who was preaching there. I was I asked him and then he 
gave me a contact of another person who was living in another street who had a church there. And they said, yeah, they have a street pool. So oh. they sometimes do some street and after that they baptize people. So they had a pool and uh, I talked to this guy and indeed we had a pool it was two meters big and one one meter wide. And so we had a pool actually to baptize her. And then two weeks later, um, it was close to, to, to coming to that day. And then another thing about God speaking maybe now, um, on Thursday I was praying. I said, "God, I know baptism is so important to get into your into your kingdom. I know it spiritually changes something in a person's, mm. but I also do not want to be too far, too far because the really bad thing is when people get baptized and then after that they fall away, they they backslide and it that's very sad. Then and then you would question. You could sometimes question the baptism. Is it really your baptism?" So I said, God, I know it's important. I don't want to rush it. I don't want to 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 do too fast. Please, could you please me a gift? That you're with me. Oh, it's good that that I do it. <clears throat> and I prayed that on Thursday, on the next day, we would have the the baptism. So we went there on Friday. On Friday, um, we started to fill the pool, and I looked up, and I saw, and I saw around the sun there was a was a circle so around the whole sun, like a rainbow, a little bit. <clears throat> I don't know. It's a, it's a phenomena, which uh, for what I don't know, for which I don't know the name. But it was so cool because really during this period, where period filled the 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 top, the 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 whole, the whole circle was there, and then after some hours it went away, and I never saw it again in America during this whole time. To me, it really felt like nice. That's yeah. a cool sign that he's he's there with us, because mm, it sh it shimmered like a like a rainbow a little bit, and it was encircling the whole sun. That was really cool. <clears throat> so you baptized him there, and that was awesome. Yeah, that was I think yeah that was really a cool moment. <clears throat> and then some weeks later, I had asked the one the first guy first price, um, if I want to get baptized also, and f he first he said I was baptized as a as a as a as a baby, and he said no I don't want to get baptized, mm. and then. One one day I suddenly woke up and I remembered the things I had prepared for him to talk to him, but I had not shared with him because he was late. He was coming late out of school, out of school. so it was too late. I could not share it with him anymore. I remembered I, I need to share with it, with it uh, with him tomorrow. So I went to him tomorrow and I asked him, "Well, Price, I know you're baptized <coughs> as a child, but maybe Jesus is saying this to you. If I would take a complete stranger, stranger from the from the streets and I would." Um, Push him down down the swimming pool. I would say, "Unto the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be baptized." <laughs> would that be a real baptism? <laughs> he said, "No, of course not, because it's not his free choice." Free cho you pushing him down. But exactly, that's the same what people did with you when you were when you have been a, a baby. So maybe Jesus is telling you, "Do it out of your own free choice." And he thought about it. And if, uh, when we first baptized Edward, he was not there said no I, it's okay but at the second time when we baptized his friend also Jonathan he said I want to get baptized now also uh, because I thought about it and I have the feeling yes Jesus is saying I should get baptized by, by free will so we baptized him also there and so we baptized him <clears throat> and after we baptized Price Price immediately started to baptize Jonathan um, with Edward together so I actually did not have my hands in there in there <laughs> anymore so 
the two of them baptized Jonathan. That was so cool to see because that was really, I think, how multiplication works. You, you train someone and then they do it on their own. Um, yes, so in the end, uh, we baptized these three guys there and I think this, these are just precious people. Uh, they're, they're super fun. They just grew over the last year. They, they, they told me how much they've, they've grown and they really want to share the gospel there on the on the school. Um, so yeah. and they will start university next year. So you're still in contact with still them and you will stay yeah. in contact. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's so funny, actually, one guy, he said to me, that's <laughs> uh, really cool, uh, he said, when I, when I came back to America uh, this year, I visited them for maybe two days um, in September. And then he said to me, we because... In the early times, we had a Zoom where he was there also. And then later on, he never he never came to the Zooms again. And I was really sad. I said, oh, maybe something's wrong. Maybe I did something wrong. And then he la shared with me, well, you see, it's actually not your fault. My parents, uh, my parents are divorced, but they agreed upon this point, you are not allowed to talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually feels like, Okay, now we're doing some dangerous thing, yeah. <laughs> the parents don't want him to talk to you. <laughs> the parents didn't want him to talk to me, yes. Oh, you're a bad influence. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I, probably I am. <clears throat> so that's the only thing they agreed upon, that he was yeah. not about to talk to me. Yeah. <clears throat> This is... I know you have much more stories about America. I would love to talk more to you, but our time is nearly up now. Yes, sure. uh, <laughs> So... Um, yeah, I, I don't know, do you want to say something, like, uh, in the end, um, I, I would, we, next time I'm in Germany, we do this again, <laughs> well, we, we're both here, and then uh, we can maybe discuss a little bit more about God, the stuff we started today, and you can finish, like, uh, the story, like, short, uh, the finish, uh, short summary, short summary for the end, uh, <laughs> You came home, you survived. Exactly. You didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Um, May yeah. God's up. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. No. Okay. I would encourage everyone if God says something, please do it. Yeah. And I believe He will provide for everything. Yeah. I really admire your faith. I think it's really interesting. I want to discuss more with you and <laughs> talk to you because it's when I see you there is like there's so much fire in you Thanks. and there is something I don't know I I don't believe it because of all the stuff that I just told you but I still want to understand and yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes And yeah, um, so in the end of my podcast, I always ask the people if they want to share like uh, one um, <laughs> one book or one podcast or one YouTube video or something like one piece of uh, of knowledge, not not one of each, but one uh, that you would advise people to read, watch, mm. listen to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can say the Bible, but you can also say like a, <laughs> mm -hmm. a part of the Bible or or like a book, YouTube video, whatever you. Mm -hmm. uh, think it's like a really nice resource for people i would i would uh i think give the piece of advice to to talk and uh, to listen to a preaching of francis chan francis chan is 
I think he was a pastor in America and moved now to some part of Southeast Asia. Um, and his preachings are so profound, so deep, but also so so encouraging in holiness. I think I really listened to one video, one one YouTube video where he, where I don't know if it really was him saying where one one young guy asked for advice for his own life and he said, "Well, what young men have to hear uh, in this in this century now is by all means stay holy. It's so important." And he talks about that, and it's a very, I think very strong topic. Yeah. Okay, so on YouTube or on Francis channel is on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, his preachings you can find basically anywhere. I think okay. on Spotify also. Nice. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Okay, thank you, Zia. Welcome. We'll do this again. This has been a rational optimization podcast. I hope you learned something, guys. I made something cool on my website. I made a list with my favorite episodes. So if you haven't listened to all the episodes that I already made and you want to know where to start, like there I listed like in, in the rank of how much I like them, all the episodes. And I regularly, like whenever there are new episodes that I really like, I update the list. The link is in the description. Enjoy.